1: Figure Lending, LLC, DBA Figure. Equal Opportunity Lender. NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Misfit Toys.
2: Hey, I heard it's your birthday today. Oh, yours is tomorrow?
3: Yours is yesterday? Guess what? It counts. But yours is today.
4: Boom, ba, bing, bong.
3: Today, happy birthday. Today is, uh, this is, I'm throwing to the show. Even though today's show I did all by myself. Um, nobody was in here the second time I've done that. Uh, next week, by, by the way, our Stata will be in studio. Um, tomorrow is Saturday. This is uh, July 2022. Tomorrow is Saturday, July 9th. In case someone listens to the show later years and they're like oh todd and i am at typewriter dynasty with cam gavinsky he's opening the show we've never done it this way before it's going to be fun um and then uh, and then it'll be me and cam will join the band so uh tomorrow saturday july 9th seven thirty, typewriter dynasty so if you live in LA, you'll go. I don't need to say more than that. Because if you live in LA and you're near there, what more am I going to say that is make you is make you go, "Oh, okay." So there's that. On today's show. I do have a one, it's mostly silly, but then for a while I talk about something I heard Trevor Noah say on the Daily Show. And I you'll understand why I make this point. I know that Lizzo is huge. Everybody on the planet likes Lizzo, but I had a feel, I sort of felt, so did a friend of mine Ask that what I was sort of saying was that a lot of these people, and it's what we're talking about today, that don't, like, how do you encompass, like, all this shit that no one wants to change on, you know what I mean, verbiage, and uh, all that stuff, or, or it's people, how they identify, all that stuff, all the people that have pushback on that, a lot of pushback, yeah, they might love Lizzo's song and everybody's listening to it. But I think the more they learned about her, and this is a compliment to her, a lot of those people wouldn't like her because I'm sure her views are happily changing. Happily. That is such the key word. I think the um other side, of any, not even political, just this is all social, Um, always thinks that because they change their views angrily, and I know what it's like to change a view angrily. You know, I was younger. I was a different person. You have to change your view, but you're not happy about it. You have to change your behavior, you're not happy about The younger you are, usually the more you do that. But as you get older, if you're lucky, you do that less. You see the outcome of that behavior. So anyway, all that stuff that people give major pushback to, I don't, I think the more they learned about her, the more they wouldn't like her. So You know, for all the people that are going, they're sort of commiserating with her because she took a word out of her song, which you'll hear us talk about today. And they're sort of commiserating with her. And I don't think she's got the problem that they do with it. And the more I think they get to know her, they would realize they're different people. I don't think she. Anyway, I talk about it all on the show. And that's what I meant. Because at one point I went, they wouldn't like her. And people could, you know, people go, well, the world likes her. That's her songs are popular. But, you know. As the world gets to know about you, sometimes they realize, uh, oh, you know, oh, they think this, they think that. That's it. I hope you enjoy the show. It was a lot of fun, as always, all by myself in the studio. I mean, I am a grown-up. So uh, you join the Todd Glass Show already in progress. Probably saying hi to Aristotle. Hi, Aristotle. I'm doing a podcast all by myself, by choice. By choice, so don't feel sad for me. Thank you for uh, being you, Aristotle. A lot of times we chop this out, but sometimes we keep it in. But I just wanted to say hi. I just wanted to say hi. All by myself in this studio. I made it just as sexy, though. I got everything so perfect, clean. And uh, I feel really good. Let's start the show soft. You know, it doesn't have to be so chaotic. With this new format, it's a lot calmer. Sorry for that old format I did for all those years. What well, was all those other people I had on. They're yelling and screaming. I, I'm a soft person. You know?
0: I came with a little bit of sorrow Was maybe a bit too sad But one day rolled into tomorrow And you gave me the best you had That's how we started together And how together we're gonna stay You taught me a little about good times I fought through a little bit of rain you brought me a part of your sunshine And took in the heart of my pain It wasn't supposed to happen But then you happened to come my way Every night, every day Every word that you say made it so Every thought that I had said I off
4: you be glad now I know. Uh, you taught me a, a little bit of go I told the boys to You Open your eyes mind. and I saw boop doop a doop I can sing.
3: <laughs> my microphone is on like a gooseneck. So when you hear that noise, it's like, no, it's my leg. I have the bionic legs. Nothing was wrong with my legs. I just decided. I heard about them on the, Andy Frasco was telling me that he has bionic legs. And um, Vinny was telling me at his live show, it looked really cool. So I have bionic legs now. Just like Andy Frasco who I hung out with about a week ago. We all went out to see Gary Goldman, watched him. I saw him three times when he was in L.A., and it was, he makes you want to be a better comedian. And uh, I saw him, and we all went out to swingers, and then I hung out with, with Andy Fresco. We were here at the house about two days later after that, and uh, we all hang out at the house. Me, Steve Finearts, Andy Fresco, my friend Hansa. She was a lot of fun. And um, who else was there? Uh, Cam Kavinsky was going to go, but he ended up not being able to go. Oh, and, and uh, a friend of mine and Andy Fresco's, Doloff, excuse me. It was great. We had this stuff called Giggle Juice. And it was really good. I mean, it delivered. It's basically uh, mushrooms. But you see why they named it that. It was, we were, we just had a really, really fun night. And then my friend Cody Woods was here. And then Gary had to leave a little earlier because he had to fly home the next day. And everybody stayed really late. Me and Andy stayed up till four in the morning just watching videos and laying on the couches in the studio and i like it very cold and and andy goes i don't mind it cold i got him a big blanket because he goes i like to be cold and under a blanket so i got him a blanket and uh he just was under it he looked all cozy and then once everybody left he was doing some regular mushrooms and i joined in why not you're with a professional and you know sometimes when I'm, uh, and I've talked to a friend of mine about this. His name's, uh, it's my girlfriend's brother. Um, although we're not. <laughs> and I said, I'll sometimes be in the room with Andy. I'm, and I'll look, I'll, I'll you know, like sort of float above myself and then look at the situation. And I, I'm so glad that we're friends. Sometimes I will look at him and I go, why are we friends? And especially when I'm yelling at him. <laughs> Not really yelling at him affectionately. But I I really love him. He's a special person. He really is a special person. And I don't have to wait years later to go, wow, that friendship. Usually people get perspective years later. Me too. Everybody. I try to have it sometimes quicker. Quicker. Just get it right away. Soak in what you're sitting in right now with the perspective that you're going to have 20, 30 years from now really can make a great night. A night you are already having a good time. It can make it extra special. And that's what I always tell co- audiences to do at a comedy club. Especially when I'm in one of those rooms, like when I'm in Vermont or Helium in Philly, where I get to take that room, and they lovingly go, you do whatever you want from the bar, and I make it... You've heard me say this before. Sexy as fuck. Every detail from the second you walk into the place. And... uh It's, uh, yeah. Oh, so I tell the audience on those nights, you know, yes, yeah, soak this in. This, and, and I'm not saying there aren't people already going, wow, it looks nice here tonight. I'm just trying to crank it up another level. I do it for myself and the audience, and I do it when I'm with my friends. So we're all hanging out. I'm going to go crowd surfing. Now, look, I'm doing it in a controlled atmosphere. Yes, uh, could, if Andy Fresco brings me out on stage one night, I'll go, I'm will i going to just go on tour with him for like a day or two. And if he says, hey, this is my buddy Todd Glass. He's never crowd surfed before. He wants to do it. Is there a chance I would still get dropped? Yeah, I guess, of course. Is there a chance I'll get a broken rib? Yeah, I guess. But the odds are so, 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 so much lower than if I'm just going to a random concert and getting thrown around. I'm doing a version of it, but, you know, they're going to, they're going to. And it's not like if one person decides to drop you, 20 people have to decide to drop you. Everyone's not going to just go, okay, boom. So Gary said, ah, Todd, you shouldn't do it. You know, you could get, I go, okay, but I'm going to do it. I am going to do it. There's no stopping me. There is no stopping me now.
0: I came with a little bit of sorrow. Was maybe
3: a bit too sad. But one day rolled into tomorrow. Every time you see me hear that music, that means I'm partaking in the marijuana. And by the way, I want to start out this show it's a weird mixed bag, and I've talked to people about it, because I smoke and I drink, and then my, my my thing where I really think I get the empathy for people that are going through, uh, re- you know, not drinking or whatever the vice they have, getting rid of it, whatever it is, well, no matter how big perceived or no matter how small some people, whatever it is, to conquer it is fucking amazing. I, get, I relate with food, which I've talked about on the show before, but because uh, here I am smoking marijuana, Wishing people a good luck with sobriety and, and, uh, and saying I admire you. And, uh, and then I, I hope it's like this because I realized this the other day. It's like for me now smoking cigarettes. I can go around people smoking cigarettes. I can even think it looks awesome. I could even wish, oh, it used to be so much fun to smoke. But I don't. I, you know, I don't need it anymore. So I did it with cigarettes. Why can't I do it with food? And yeah I'm lucky it's food, and I'm lucky I have the time to work out, but it's not only aesthetically, and believe me, a big part of it is aesthetically you know i like I, f- I yeah I, c- I also know it makes me feel better there's no doubt about it aesthetically but th- there's so many th- aesthetically am I saying that right there's so many other things and 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 the reason I want to say it's more it's it's somewhat of a serious problem, even this thirty pounds it's not is because of the snoring. because if it was j- if i didn 't snore and you can snore, but I choke through the snore i 'm not at that point yet, but it 's affecting me if i put so I have to lose around twenty pounds i 'm still ten pounds later or twelve pounds later than I was when I was really he- you know heavier than I like to be, but I should lose like, you know somewhere around there when you and um for me it's more than the aesthetics of it because I snore and that it affects me big time. Some people can be 50, 60, 100 pounds overweight, and they don't snore. Not, some people snore, but they, don't, they sleep through their snore. There's all, mine, I don't. And if it gets worse, I wake up with horrible headaches. I'm not there yet, but I'm also there, not there where I'm not snoring at all to get a great night's sleep. I'm tired sometimes, a lot. And um, I quit smoking. I'm going to have to get help. I really am. I lose it, I put it back. I lose it, I put it back. We're talking about usually about a... but and Let me tell you something. I, I, I could take like 15 pounds off. So if I'm at the weight I want to be, which is 190, it's not like when I hit 191 I start snoring. No, it's like I can go to 200 and I'm fine. Then I go to around 207 and that's where it... So I'm taking it off right now. I'm on the low, I'm, But I took it off four months ago. But now I'm at one, I'm at two, uh, 200 now. hope I'm saying it right. Yeah, I'm at 200 now. And by this Saturday, I'll, I'll lose another five. So I'll, I'll be at a great weight, but then I should keep going. Anyway, I, you know, it's funny when you're by yourself, you don't know, like, how long should I talk about this? I thought of another thing that I'm going to have to deal with with this weight. But I go, so what? It doesn't mean you have to tell it editor's version I'm gonna have a uh, operation like on my foot for my uh whatever a spur, and I won't be able to work out for six weeks and I thought, what's gonna happen then because now you eat a lot, but you're I'm on the treadmill every day for an hour and a half so uh eh, I'll figure it out but every time you hear oh so if you're going through sobriety, oh so much I'm very proud of you, but tonight every time you hear this song means I'm going to smoke a little So you'll know what I I'm doing. I came with a little bit of sorrow.
0: Was maybe a bit too sad. But one day rolled into tomorrow. tomorrow.
4: Ba, 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 da, ba, ba. So,
3: hello. Hello. If you're in L.A., I'll see you tomorrow night at Typewriter Dynasty, 7.30 show, with Cam Gavinsky opening the show. Uh... We're already 12 minutes in, right? How you doing? You're good? I want to thank Leo and Cameron. You guys are the best. You know, they've been really doing me solid, for lack of a better way to say it, for a long time. And there are no Joe McKenzie. I knew he was listening, getting jealous. But uh, I'm trying to find their song. And I'm still looking for somebody... To um, as you can tell, the shows are starting to get more like, you know, we had Tim in here, Tim Lillis and trumpet player. J.J. was in here a few months ago. Uh, th- Duncan did, the, you know the drive-by singing "Happy Birthday" to Megan. Hi, Megan. So uh, and I talked about this before I shouldn't call that the show. I-, I like all this. I'm even liking doing these shows by myself, but I also like the chaos. Today, I, I thought about a question that I wanted to ask the listening audience that I don't know if I want the answer to, and that is you love the show, besides the sound issues. Besides the sound issues. If w- you said that, I would respect you. I always want to kiss people when they go, we'll even deal with that. I'm like, oh, thank you, but you, I don't want to make you, but thank you. But besides that, like, you love the show, but what are those things because this would be from people that love the show it's not like you're taking criticism from someone that doesn't like anything about me then I, that's criticism you know you don't need but criticism from your peers that you like or not peers but are people that listen to the show you're all in the same you know, same thing same thing you know you're, you're 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 getting criticisms from people who at least respect what you do but even with that lovingly given we love you. That type of criticism. We love you, but and then, what would that criticism be? Would I want to know it? Ugh, I'm even like afraid right now to go email to me. But do I want to know it? Could it help me? Could it help me? That's the question. Like I, I even thought thought about that in my own life. Like forget about people that you know. People that love you. Would you want to know? Hypothetically, is that you know not even not even if it ever happened, would you want to know what three people who loved you like? That's just the way I'm going. Hey, you could do three people that don't love you and ask what they think, or friends of you that, that we don't talk to anymore and what they. But that's not the, that's not what I'm suggesting that might be helpful. I don't know if this would either be, but I know it wouldn't be from people that hate you or angry at you or never talk to you again. Not that they wouldn't have some validity in their complaints, but. This, for your digestive purposes, these are people that are still in your life. And they love you. They really do love you. And maybe the thing that's there isn't even that big. Maybe it isn't even that big. Whatever it is, three people in your life, would you want to know what it was? And believe me, of course, when I thought of this a few weeks ago, I, I wondered myself. I was like, what would it be with me? First thing I thought is shut up about even people that agree with me, but deep down I, I, would get, I get argumentative on this one. Oh, the uh, shut up. Not shut up. That sounds hastily. But we love you to death and we agree with you, but you do talk about, you know, that whole thing from the kids today. You can't say anything anymore. And I talk about that a lot. More off the podcast. And, and my defense of that would be, but already I'm defensive. If that's what it would be, I'd either have to decide whether that is a quality then maybe I should try to to ease up and I do by the way and sometimes I'm successful like we have people over I have people over and I'll purposely not bring it up and I think that's healthy not always though most of the time I end up talking about it and are there times when I sandwich it in from my heart of hearts I really don't think so it just comes up a lot indirectly and directly all the time it's in your face casually So maybe it's that. Maybe it's that. If all three said it, oh. Well, I think that I would work on it. But that's the one that I made up. Maybe that wouldn't even be on there. Sometimes I also feel that maybe if people say, Todd, we agree with you 100%, but but bring it up a little less in a loving way, I would think maybe you don't agree with me as much. Maybe you don't. Uh, But that is certainly not true. And true that it means they don't agree with me. Maybe they are 100% on the same page with me, but still. So that, but anyway, that's the one that I made up. I'm sure it might be in there, maybe not. What would it be? Do you want to know is the question. I just got off on a sidetrack of going to the details the, de- the details of it. But would you want to know? You know, I can think of my people in my life, to relax everybody listening, um, the thing that I might say, it's not that... There's people that it's nothing major. That's the good news. is. So ma- maybe I'd luck out and it would be the same way. There's people I really like. And if I was to bring up what, whatever it was, sometimes it's, sometimes it's hard to think of something because that's how much I get along with that person. And if it, if it was something, it wouldn't be anything. I don't think that they'd be, like, hurt by it all. Nothing even close, not even in the gray area. Steve Feinart, you better watch your ass. And Vinny, don't you worry, you're perfect. My Amazon stuff, you better get your ass moving with that. Oh, God, I got you good. <laughs> Vinny's supposed to help me with Amazon stuff. <laughs> my favorite, one of my favorite things in the podcast is to just, uh, you know, it's, I don't know why it brings me so much joy. Ah, what time is it? It's time to torture Vinny. That's right. Wow. Well, so far we have a pr- provocative show. I mean, you got to admit it. Everybody's admitting it. I'm like the Donald Trump podcast. Everybody's admitting it. I thought this might make a good TikTok. I'll admit it right here. And then and, and then maybe I'll TikTok it. And then um, I'll admit it. To this day, even though people have told me, maybe ten times I've asked, like I'll go up to somebody that I know I'm close with and some reason this comes up, I'll go, what is six, f-? someone will go, they make six figures or whatever. I go, I have no idea what that means. Uh, with a gun to my head, that, well, maybe we don't need to be having fake guns to people's head. With a, with a, with a, with a, trim, tri- a tree trimmer, you know what you trim the hedges with? Picture that, it's going to cut off my head. That's better than a gun. Too many guns, too many things are happening with guns. I don't need to have guns in my uh, analogies or stories or hypothetical.
4: I dropped a piece of paper.
3: On the oh, so, uh, yeah, I don't know. Right now, if you have, what's six figures? I'll give you a million dollars. What's six figures? Oh, the odds of me getting her at about 25%. Maybe somewhere... What is it? Is it a hundred thousand? If I'm right, it doesn't negate what I'm saying because that was—you could tell that that would have been luck—and I don't think I'm right. <laughs> you're like, you're not. The Todd
0: Glass Show is professional, so it's time to go to commercial. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader: new cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. <laughs> Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.
3: So, speaking of the thing I always talk about, I want to get this out of the way because it's the only thing that I'm going to have to concentrate. But I want to play a clip of, uh, and it's from my phone. I hope it's all hooked up right. This really got to me, really bothered me because, and look, I want to say it in a kind way. And a lot of times when you start with saying, I like this person, you mean it. Um, I like Trevor Noah. I hope I'm saying his name right. I like him. I think this planet is better as opposed to worse because he's on it when it comes to making people breathe easier. So I have affection for him. And I think he's gotten better and better since he's had the show. But that that's how I define it when I take a look back and be fair to somebody. Is, is the planet better? It doesn't mean that person has to be perfect. It doesn't mean you have to agree with everything. But is this planet better because someone's here or worse? And it's by far better. Better, especially because he's someone that has a platform and his words get out to a lot of people. So I think uh, overwhelmingly, definitely, the planet is better because he's on it. And that's why this... It really got to me because I think... And again... I don't think that, just so I can be very clear, uh, my fantasy with this, that this would get to him. Because I feel I have value to add here. And I'd also be engaging with somebody that is intelligent. But also, I want to be honest. Everything I just said, you know, sometimes you don't know how to get out of something, you say the word but, and it it negates what you're saying. Uh, There's nothing to negate anything I said about him. So... And and then you go, but. So I'll just use it now because I don't know how to get on the other side of this. But as soon as you hear what I'm talking about, you'll be like, oh, no, that doesn't negate what Todd just said about him. What he did really, really, really bothered me. And I thought it could be dangerous. It is dangerous, at least if I'm right. This is my opinion. That That's, that's all we have is our opinions. But I hope I can sell it in a way. And I thought, I'm going to play the clip because sometimes you make the mistake and you talk about it. Much. I'm going to play it, but I am going to stop it. and Hold on. It's on my phone. I don't even have it on the board. It's on my phone. I'm going to play it and stop it and then tell you the why I think this is problematic. And I hope I do a good job. I, I hope I do a good job because I think whether I do a good job or not, I think I'm dead right. I think this is almost textbook, the danger of what I call... Feeding you know, in the phrase is called feeding idiots, but that's a little accusatory for phrase, and I want to learn how I can say that. feeding people that you don't want to feed with your social beliefs or political or whatever. And so you might think what you said is, you know, let's say in this case, uh, Trevor, he might go, no, I stand by what I said. I would hope someone could stand by what they said but go, yeah, I could see how that would feed people that I don't want it to feed. So if you still think, but wait, the guts of what you're saying are right. And by the way, I'm uh, saying it feeds people uh, on, the other, on the other side of this issue because uh, it was meant to in this case, I think. No, 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 excuse me, I got that wrong. I don't think it was meant to. But it does make me question what his stance on what we're about to play is, and um, and I'm sorry for getting a little confused right there, but it feeds people. And I think if you really have the cause at heart, I'm calling it a cause, or the you don't want to. You take responsibility for who it feeds. You take if you, if you really have this plight in your heart but you're going it's gotten out of control but I but I have this I have the back of progression and changing but let me ex- let me play it and uh, here we go nope that's not it
5: Hold on. Um, it's a really fun song. It's really popular. It's on all the charts and everything. And in, in the song, Lizzo has one of her lyrics where she says, spaz, like we're going to spaz out, you know, which uh, Americans commonly know as I means like go crazy, have fun, throw a party, whatever. You can use it in, in like multiple different ways, fun ways. Um, what was interesting was that, that somebody uh, tweeted to Lizzo and they said to her, hey, uh, just so you know, Um, spaz is a word that is used specifically, uh, you know, it's a derogatory term used to describe people who have uh, disabilities and they use that comedy in like the UK and Australia, you know? And they were like, oh yeah, this is, this is, you know, how I, how I feel about this. And, and then Lizzo, which is really gracious, Lizzo has, has changed the lyric of the song. So she went back, changed the lyric and she was like, hey, I, I didn't mean to do that. So I'll. Okay.
3: Let me just say this. Okay, so I'm smelling that he thinks that she unnecessarily changed it. Now, this is where I always go to, and I don't... It's really bothering that people gloss over this. Sometimes you can prove your point better, and what I'm trying to prove here as far as, is spaz out of control? Is spaz now? Come on now. It's like, you know, someone like maybe Trevor feels like, no, that word I get, that word I get, but spaz you know, um, that we could go back and forth with this, or we can look at the history of words. And even with me, I thought, oh, I never thought of spaz before, but I went, you know what? So far I notice a pattern whenever we stop using words that we used to use, no matter how gruff or all over the spectrum these words are, we never go back and start, uh, young people hear those words, even the, the the most unevolved young person is going to hear certain of these words and go e they get grosser crasser and mo- no matter how minimal they are when people hear them you know any words look in the history not what's on the plate then that's too confusing but look at the history words maybe we got out of our lexicon a while back I know in some areas we still use a lot of these words, but you know what I mean. Certainly on the radio or mainstream, or even at a comedy club that's not the most progressive in the world. If you go to somebody in the audience and go, uh, "What are you two guys on a gay date?" There's the progression of the world. is you hear a, l- a lull in the room, even when you might not think that room is like you know the most liberal room in the world? And so the words that we take out of it, remember, without thinking of this one, but I smell that you think that she took it out graciously, the reason you said that. I smell because it's just weird. Graciously is not, to me, it's like because she's evolved, and she goes, you know what? I could easily see going, oh, well, that's ridiculous, but the way I look at it, like I was just saying, if you look at the history of words, whenever we get rid of them, no one's going down, why would we stop you saying, you know... Jew me down. And Spaz, although he explains later why you can't compare it to the n-word, and, 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 it may, and there was truth to what he said, it doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be as connected to hurting a group of that as that did. He made, he, that was a, a point that he made that was very crystal clear, which you'll hear in a little while. Um, but also words that only, you know, they, they do connect back to those groups. Gay connects back to gay. The gay people. So even though I'm retarded and all those words. And I think, I have a gut feeling that Lizzo might have done it, not graciously, but more she would look at it like if someone helped her with her, you know. uh, You know what, maybe, excuse me, maybe gracious is, is not the, maybe that's not why I'm thinking he thought it wasn't necessary. So... Let's not let's not dissect that word. It's not important to, but um, let it keep going. So I just think that he he doesn't think it was necessary, but she did it, but it wasn't necessary. But she's so you know so nice that she did it as opposed to she did it maybe because it made sense. I don't think that's his feelings. I'll change the lyric. Very
5: gracious of her, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but what was weird is that the story didn't end there. That's the weird thing. What happened since then, is people have been piling on Lizzo, shitting on her from the highest heights. Like, people being like, I'm still disappointed in you, Lizzo. This was disgusting from you, and I'm, you've lost a fan, and I don't care that you have changed it. What matters is you said it in the first place, and you know, for you to use ableist language to offend somebody, you hurt people's feelings. And I was like, okay, like, look, can we, just, can we just pause for a second? I know people on the internet like to engage in conversations that aren't discussions but really are just like mobs that pile on somebody for not knowing everything about everywhere all at once but
3: my problem with this is and this is the part remember said i don't think he wants to feed it i don't think out of respect to him that he'd want to feed the people the people that are like this is all bullshit and he is when he said she did the right thing and what this makes it look like it feeds a lot of people that see, see. No matter how hard you try, people are gonna fucking pick on you. No matter, how, it just feeds into that. And he's a brilliant person, uh, uh, Trevor. And and it feeds that people are gonna go, yeah, even he said it. It looks, it makes the people that are like this whole fucking thing is bullshit. No matter how hard you try, when that's not the truth. The truth is that a lot of people are going to admire what she did and love her and go, wow, isn't that cool? I hope I could do that. And even I'm not even a singer or any comedian, but in my own life, if like someone told me something, not getting my own way. And there's going to be a lot of people that admire her. And yes, there's always going to be a group of people that I would say, or just, no, they hurt the cause. But it's To me, it's so dangerous because a lot of people, when they hear you say that, no, they go, yeah, exactly, no matter how hard you try. And they're the people that aren't trying at all. They're not only not trying, they're fighting back. They're fighting back, claiming they're asking questions, but the only questions they are are to, to prove something that they already thought. They're not genuinely trying to learn. And they hear this, and it gets them off the hook, because they're like, yeah, right, exactly, no matter how hard. And remember, let me point out the danger. I think you're feeding the people that aren't trying at all. I notice people that are too afraid to say they don't give a shit, and, uh, you know, but they'll still say, you know, hey, even, you know, you mess up, or you, God forbid, you ask a question. Oh, you're painting yourself as the type of person that wanted to ask questions about that? Now, (laughs) Come on. Now, Noah, I don't think is that. I think a lot of the change and a lot of forward thinking he believes in. So I don't think he necessarily wants to feed that. And you can still have the same thought, but worded in a way that says don't. He did it for something else. He just didn't do it to not. Like, I figure it's like a truck and it's driving around a neighborhood and you see people are going to jump on and you go, no, 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 you might. I, I know who you are and. You don't want to be with us. No, no offense, but we're, you're, you're, you think the whole thing is stupid. We don't. We're just—we're clearly going after a group of people that maybe even after she did everything right, they're still coming after her on the internet. And that is not everybody. That is a group of people in any slice of a situation. But you, you need to point out that there's a lot of people that accept that, admire her, and and by the way, ah, never mind on that. But do you see what I'm saying here? And, he, and he's very. Uh, it's, just, it's just when he said it, my heart sunk. And that's giving even not my other way to pull back and make opinions on things when he, he's basically putting this in the too far category. It's too far. And I said the most dangerous people are people that are progressive but then fall off the wagon. What I call falling off the wagon. Who, who's to say? Right now, we're just both doing the same thing. We're arguing about what we think is right from our hearts. But history will. And I always say this is the same thing. I think what Trevor's saying is this is going too far. Even even if they would accept it, even if worldwide there wouldn't have been one complaint, go 100% of the public said, wow, that's so cool of her. Man, that's, that's what we all hope to be. We just don't get in our own way. And that's maybe not be the worst thing in the world. But I, I can think of it. I'm a musician. I'm a comedian. I can be more brilliant with my language if that traces back to connect to a disparaging remark. I can still be crass and crude and do it better. But it seems to me if the whole world reacted 100% awesome to her, all thumbs up, Not that you still think that that's unnecessary to get that word out. And... I always say, now I might go all over the place and think, uh, and and this gets too long. But let me tell you something. Sometimes I think I go in with pinpoint accuracy, and you don't usually have to discuss what's on the plate. When he says, basically, what Trevor's saying is it's gone too far. Even, and I say, go look at the too far list from the last fifty years. Not the list you'll be on the right side. The list you agree with. That group should get that. Oh my God! Of course, that group should get that. But the too far list, it doesn't look like it's too far. It's just like, oh, my God, it's just exactly what they deserved every time. So I'll go throw this in there, too, even if it's not for the reason that it should be. What if I, I, I just like being right? I'm going to go, oh, this seems to be an incredible track record of the too far list not being too far. And where I get frustrated is when somebody gets into the ears that this they don't agree with this and they glaze over it. You can't glaze over it. You have to stop please and at least go, okay, I, that's at least some food for thought. And I know I've said this on the show before, but every time I say it, I hope it's going to end up into the ears of who needs to hear it. In this case it's Trevor Noah. And I know this probably won't get his way, but it's more, it is still a way for me to do it—that uh, easier for me to do it—may pretend you're talking to him. And and if it was him, I'd hope he'd go, okay, okay, look, look, like a good scientist, or like a good surgeon or a detective. You have to sort of do what Todd's saying. Look at it from a different angle. And is he right? Yeah, those two far lists, and go, okay. Now that doesn't mean you're going to go. Oh my God, that's right. No, at least it means you're going to go. Okay, I'm going to do more research. I'm going to do more research to see because we could argue what's on the plate right now. But if you do, you know, widen the scope, and it, there is, seems to be a an absurdly long history of the things that are too far and never seem too far years later. So that's on my side. And um, and he really goes on and on. I'm going to I'm going to keep playing it because. Because it, it, uh, I want to remember why I got more and more nervous and, and just a, 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 a stomachache.
5: Can we, can we acknowledge that Lizzo basically did exactly what society has been asking people to do? Right, she stepped in, she said, oh, this is not what I intended, and so I'm going to change this for you, which is extremely gracious. I will change it for you, not for me, but for you. Because black people in America have been using spaz completely innocuously as a different word and then I understand that in another country they use another word, and it means something else. Someone finds it offensive. I get, but that happens all the time, you know. In the UK, they use "fag"
3: for cigarettes. Oh, good luck getting you that is a com- that uh, i think a linguistics expert would go that's just a complete coincidence that doesn't lead back like he's about to say sort of what i'm saying later that that is not a good analogy right there and i hope even he could go okay i see i see i can still make my point but yeah yeah that's not that's just th- these words that we do use whether they do connect back to that group when you go oh but that word took on a new meaning yeah but not the origin of how it started the first person that used the word gay to say something they didn't like they picked the gay for a reason that movie is stupid weird different like what like a gay person uh, the word enrig a vile vile word people go no it just means fix it cheaply it just does it took on it. yeah but it stems back For the first person that said it, it connects back to that group. So it, it 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 might not and then the and the fag doesn't. You know that's the the cigarette. You know cigarette fag. That's just that that's a. So that when you
5: are there, <laughs> you just walk around people are like oh can I bum a fag and you're like whoa, whoa 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 what's happening here what's happening here. Right, but that's they're like no, that's it, that's not what we mean, and you, you understand that. I I feel like we're living in a world where people have gotten so used to to you know parading as the the most virtuous or, or as the, as the as the you know just like the most righteous person that they've
3: gone to a point where they make it seem like land Now, in hindsight, we know. Does what he's saying exist? Yes, yes, it's dangerous. When you're making social points, it's dangerous raising your children like that. And what what I'm saying is to never reward someone for good behavior, to constantly be trying to nitpick on somebody. But that's really not what's happening. Are there people where that happens? Yeah, but overwhelmingly what it is, a lot of people that don't even want to try, the history of our world shows that it's overwhelmingly... It's not that people are trying their fucking hardest, but there's someone going, nitpicking on them. Most people just fight it every time there's social progression, any progression at all. So, when you, you know, say that, and you go, you know, people just trying to just start up, that's not usually the beefs that I see, They're the big feuds are not because someone's nitpicking on someone. Yeah, it happens. But mostly what we see in, in the past and the present, they're going after someone that's not trying at all. And a matter of fact, they're pushing back at the absurdity of what this group is asking for.
5: Language has no nuance. Language has no context, which is even more important. And then they want to imply that there is some sort of intention on people even when there isn't, right? Of all the people you can come for, all the people, Lizzo is one of the most inclusive, just like, a, like aware, just like loving. She's always trying to bring people into the conversation
3: in her music videos, in her music, in her and, life. And let me tell you something. When you go to one of her shows, it shows it you you're sort of painting it is you could be her but you you know you know what there there are benefits and again we go back to are there people that are going to even though she did exactly what you're supposed to do if you want to evolve don't make it look like it's a mercy mission to the world you want to do that when you evolve you want to just learn and change and even sometimes when you think well that one I don't really get but the history has a way of showing us that you know it always ends up looking like the right thing to do and she does that and you, you make it look like, and see, even if you do all that, what do you get? You, you get? you get kind, brilliant audiences. Go to one of her shows. Most of the people that you're feeding with this, unknowingly, I think, in this, well, unknowingly, wouldn't go to her fucking show. They wouldn't go to her show. Most of the people that you're feeding with this. You know, the people that are like, that's, God, Trevor got it right. I'm not even usually a big fan of his, but eh, no matter what you do, they fucking nitpick. When that's not the real case. Are there a slice of people to do that? Yes, I've said it ten times. Absolutely yes. And No one hates when those groups do that than the cause itself. It happens with all causes. We feel, oh, you're hurting the cause. Eh, for the people that maybe didn't believe in it already. That's what scares me. Uh, Because when I see somebody that's hurting the cause, you know... I go, well, not for me, really, I get it i'm just I'm afraid for others when I see behavior like that, so she go look at her go to look go to look at her shows. by the way, Trevor, probably be the same thing at your show because, like I say you 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 preach a lot of really smart stuff and you drag people in the decency, not just wait. 10 years and stop saying a word or stop calling somebody something or you, you're you part of dragging people into doing the right thing so you probably have a very kind audience too that's my hope that you hear this and you go okay I do understand what Todd's saying I might you, you, you need to do more than just take a second to say it you need to really say you know it's like I, I, I fantasized once what would happen if Something happened to me with, you know, let's say I was straight and I liked women when the Me Too movement was going on. If they came after me and I knew from my gut that I never did it, I'd be like, fuck. And I think one of the things I would say publicly, if I was, you know, a a more high profile is, I always fantasize that I would say, listen, this sucks and I have a a lot of, you know, uh, work to do here to try to prove my innocence. But I don't want you to think in my name. See, the Me Too movement's out of control. No, it's not. This is just what's going to happen when you listen to everybody. It's still better for it. I'll take the work that's about to come on, and you tell people to listen to your work, and you do. You know, you're just saying. The truth will come out because I know, but don't you? You know, because you don't want to attach people to go in the name of you that see the Me Too movement's out of control, and that's sort of what I'm saying in this situation here. That, you know, you're you're a lo- anyway. Let me keep playing it. Sorry, I go. I thought I was so clean in my thought. Well, I'm all right. you You're gonna shit on her.
5: For making, not even a mistake, by the way, I don't even call that a mistake. It's just not knowing how everyone uses every word in every country all the time. I don't call that a mistake. You know, in South Africa, we
3: have... Yeah, see, this is, again, feeding the people that believe that. Most people, again, with these words in our past, they didn't just get asked to do it the first time and get pounced on. It's five years later you're trying to ask people not to use the word retarded. Asking. I can't tell people. I don't want fucking limits put on what people should be able to say. I can just figure out a a kind way at my best, loving way, just like you tell someone to say please and to say thank you. You're not inhibiting their speech. You're trying to make their speech beautiful. So that's what I do. I don't want any comedian to drop a word out of his act because there was a law. I want him to do it because it makes sense to him. And I think a lot of them drop a lot of words out of their act because they have to. Because that's, the ang- that's where the anger comes from. They're not doing it happily. It's like a guy, I've said this before, that goes, I went to therapy with my kids, I can't call my son li- a lazy pig anymore. Oh, you're mad. You're not telling a story like, I learned how that doesn't work. You're mad at the... So, yeah, most people are mad that they have to drop certain words out of their act. Uh, that's, that's, they're, they're not doing it willingly, I mean. And that's why they're mad, is what I meant to say. They're not doing it willingly. Um, hold on. We have a word that we say for those kinds of things. Oh, yeah, so so again, he makes it sound like, yeah, 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 you just, you know, it wasn't even necessary. And, again, go back and look at the words that, oh, this, uh, you know, go back and look at the origin of words. When we drop them, list the ones that are unnecessary. Because now you are saying that this is, uh, it's not even necessary. It would be one thing if it was necessary. But it's... It's sort of, I was, I was right, probably because I heard this whole interview before, so that's why a lot was in my head, that unknowingly, you know. So yeah, he is sort of directly, uh, you know, saying. And um, most of the words, you know, uh, unknowingly, no, no one's go, and that's what it is, it feeds people that say, they, they, they go, yeah, you just say it, you don't even know that, that it connects. No, most people, it's ten years later, and, and I have brilliantly Explained on the podcast and I'm sure not everyone that heard me or in my act or on the years of touring around the road I don't think everyone hears my bit and changes their language. This is ten years later Ten years later now here we go again Are there people that hear a word come out of somebody's mouth and run over and go you fucking idiot? Don't you know the origin of that word? Does that happen? Yes, but it but it's not the norm It's not the norm, and you make it look like it is. And again, even if I thought, okay, spaz, even if a linguistics expert could go, well, that one... Why? Why are you even thinking, oh, she doesn't have to? She did it, and you don't even know why she did it. Let me ask you a question. You seem to be doing this in the name of respect for her. What if she said to you, I understood. I didn't do it knowingly, but the people that approached me, there were a lot of people that approached me with respect and dignity and love. What if this was Lizzo talking? And yeah, there were a lot of people that even after I changed it, yo, but I should let you know, tons of people reached out lovingly. And when I heard it, I went, it makes sense. I made sense. I'm an artist. I'm true to myself. I don't just go and take a word out of a song. Hopefully someone would have enough and this is what I mean. This I know would be unknowing. My hypothetical here, it's a hypothetical that she would say that to Trevor. My question is that if she did, would you be able to re-change your stance? Oh, she... Because I think in your head you think, oh, she didn't think it was necessary, but she just did it. She, she's being cool. You know. Um, so...
5: And "isan" just basically means like, wow.
6: <laughs> it's like, yeah, the thing, you weren't wrong, I wasn't wrong,
5: Esan, like it, Like something happened that wasn't great, but nobody's almost like to blame for the thing. And so you can have a conversation about it. I don't know what happened. We no longer live in a world where someone can say, hey, actually, you know where I'm from? This means that. Oh, I didn't know that. Now that I do, I'm not going to say it because I'm not trying to do that. Lizzo can't
3: get in a time machine. You know, people like she shouldn't have said it in the... So what you're doing is you're, I think you're, 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 you're talking about a slice of people. And in this case, the people that aren't that slice desperately need to know that this isn't the norm. And you're feeding the people that aren't Lizzo... Probably wouldn't even like her if they went and saw her because the group of people that you know the, the eclectic audience that she, I think overwhelmingly, I'm probably right. You could argue it, but also if you want, if you weren't argumentative, you'd go. I, I see what Todd's saying. I yeah, okay. You could go. What do you mean? What are you trying to say? What type of people? People. Her audience is. Uh, I've been to these type of shows like with Ezra Furman. Uh, you're surrounded by love and. Uh, you know, just all types of people uh, that identify differently, dress differently than we're supposed to, are told we're supposed just love. It's a lot of love. They're not perfect, but you're, the, the love envelops you. And I bet it's like that at one of her shows. I know someone that went to one of her shows, and that's exactly what they said. So... you know.
5: Yeah, she said it. And she changed it. Now, you, what do you want her to do? I want her to what, to go back in time? and then change her knowledge of the, what, what do you want her to do? Why are you still piling in on, and what was interesting is I find, I find this so interesting how you have these circles of people who claim to be woke or claim to be whatever, but then they use this as an opportunity to pile on Lizzo now, you know? Now they come in there and then they're just like, oh yeah, as a fat woman, oh yeah, how would you like it if I said you a fat N-word? What? Then I'm like, wait, 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 where's this coming from? <laughs> so you're using that as an opportunity to just let your misogynoir out. That's what you're doing. You, you've seen an opportunity for you to be shitty to this this black woman, and now you're like, yeah, I can get her. And be like, no, I'm doing that to defend the disabled community. No, you're not. You're not. You know what I mean? Don't don't bring it up. You can just say to Lizzo, hey, this was this, and that's yes. you should be careful, and that's it. But don't use it as an opportunity for your shittiness and to try and cloud it in something else. You know? It's like this weird pylon, 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 pylon thing that happens. Words and the context matter. I I really don't think it's healthy for us to be living in a world where people can say or do a thing that they don't know is a bad thing, and then we treat them as if they did know that it is a bad thing.
3: Yeah, and again, it's very hard for me to hear that because I don't think that is the norm. And it's certainly not the cause. When I say the cause, whether it's the woman's movement or racial movement or the Me Too movement, there's people that speak for that cause. Somehow it's directly, sometimes it's indirectly. And they don't feel this way. So I don't have to guess what the numbers are, the people that are like, We're, you, look, let's make it very clear what he's talking about. I understand what he's talking about. When someone does the right thing, it's like an abusive dad or mom to their kid. He tries his hardest, and no matter what they do, they pick on him. And that's not healthy, like I said, in any, in any situation. He's talking about a group of people that somebody changes, they do it willingly, they do it lovingly, and then some... Of course, I don't know what the number is of people. I know it is some people, just we're in a huge universe. There are people that are doing exactly what he's talking about. I just don't know what the number is. But I know there's a huge number of people he's implying that they change. Oh, in in his scenario, this person changes exactly what everybody's asking them to do, and then there's still people that fucking ride their ass with disrespect instead of going, oh, thank you we know that there is a i think a much smaller group that th- does exactly what he's saying just criticizes even though the person did what they want but i know that there's a massive number of people that uh again in his in his way they do it that don't do anything don't change it argue uh, a, a 5 years into it 10 years into it and 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 you and you are very much making it look like the behavior's done and people run over and 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 it's quite the opposite. That's why, you know, sometimes you can use... I've talked about this on the show before. But you can use a little bit of, you know, detective work to rule out probable... You know, people go, oh, you just ask a question. And, well, from whatever group of people that are begging to be heard, you're claiming you're asking a question. I wasn't there, so I could take your word for it. But I'm telling you, I'm smelling... I don't smell... Like a detective, he was never there. He just has to rule out, okay, this is a group of people. They they want to be heard so bad. No one's fucking listening to them. This person has a question, and you're saying you were met with adversity? Mm, And I sarcastically say you're confusing yelling how what they're doing is wrong and stupid and weird with a question. Unless we, like we said before, unless it's a question that leads to an argument. Not a question of really being thirstful for who that person is. Most people aren't asking questions, so I'll let it ride out.
5: You know, this words that change all over the world, and I'm, I'm not getting blankets. I know some someone's going to be like, "Whoa!" So what are you saying, Trevor? I can say the N word, and and it, because I didn't know the N word never meant anything else. No one's ever used it another way.
3: You know, it's like back in the day, there was like some country where they're like, oh, "A nigger is a warm fire that you can." And he he's half right here. The word, when you use the N-word, it's directly going back. But so is uh, these other words. So are the other words. Some maybe seem harsher than others. Probably because you know, we tend to go, Oh, don't compare that word to that word. That's much worse. Maybe because you know the word and and you've heard stories and you've lived your life and you've met people to see how that word impacts them. So that's why it seems worse. Maybe when you hear this group talk about, oh, I never thought about how that impacts some Indian giver or the words that we don't, aren't up for, you know, we still don't, there's words that haven't, we haven't even asked anybody to stop. Why don't you stop a word that when you, it's not being asked? Why do you have to wait till it's a, it's a public outcry of social change? What what about the words that it's not even get brought up? Why don't you just go ahead and delete some of the other words on your own? Delete some on your own. And he's saying that that N word. Yes, when you are calling it directly to a person. But there are other words, and this is the part I really hope that he would hear in all my confusion here. Maybe that's delusional, I keep saying that, but it makes me in my head go clear here. When you said that the, 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 these words... Yeah, that's when we're talking about literally going up to somebody and going, uh, hey, you know, whether it's you fag or, you know, all, all those words. We're not talking about that. So in this case, it wouldn't be someone going up to a black person and saying, "Hey, you're the N-word," but the word "enrich" did. It's not. It's it's it does stem back. Now, so we understand we're not you. you, you absolutely, you can't make the co- correlation to going up to somebody and using that word. That is a different type of. Vileness that you couldn't do by accident. You couldn't do that by fucking accident But you could just be born into a world like there's people that use the word Jew me down, and they don't even really know What it leads back to and they go it took on a different meaning, but we love well not really it stems back to that group and Not being positive so what I would say to Trevor Trevor would you defend using the word if somebody uses the word? Enrich. Or we enrigged it. Those were words that did have meanings, different meanings. And most people, when they were asked not to use that word, and I lived this, They had the same exact, they they were angry. I remember this. I remember my mom having a conversation with my brother. And it's the same exact thing as today. If you believe me, you would listen right now. If you think I'm making this shit up, it was the exact same thing. The person who was getting told not to use the N-word was mad at the person telling them because it's out of control. It doesn't mean that. It has nothing to do with a black person. It took on a new meaning. It means fix it cheaply. Yeah, like what? It doesn't mean gay. Gay, if two people want to be gay and they want to have a kid, they want to be married, I don't give a shit. Be who you are in your soul. I say it like, oh, that movie's gay. That, Yet yeah, that leads back to that. I would never go up to a mentally... It's like, it's like when we say, don't use the word retarded, we know you're not going up to a mentally challenged person and saying, hey, and the R word to that person. We get it. We get you're not doing that. That's another level. You couldn't do that accidentally. But you could not knowing and say it took on a new meaning. It didn't. It stems back to that group. And again, it's, it's not inhibiting your speech. Unless you think saying please and thank you is inhibiting your speech. And you did when you were younger. You didn't want to yep, say please, say thank you. you. The kids don't react to that well. They don't want to be told to say please. It's really fucking annoying to them. But they're still you can you can you can you can just you can just, you know, change them. You can change them. And a lot of times parents do. That's it's it, all these words are met with the same resistance as kids meet them. But you're an adult. So You know, everything I say might have not made sense, but there is no way that some of the things I just said here don't answer some, or at least answer or disagree with some of the things he's saying brilliantly. Sit by. At night, to warm your hands. Come in, Joe. All
4: right. Wow.
3: Why can't I get on? Seriously, I, oh, I'll be very honest with you. I get very upset when I have not been reached out to by any show. Now, Trevor doesn't do this. Trevor, I think, like I said, I said everything I said up front, I still mean it. I don't watch a show all the time, but I watch a lot of clips. And like I said, I still feel the same way. After everything I said, I still feel the world is a better place because Trevor Noah exists as a human being and a comic. I still feel the exact same way. But... I really wish someone would say, get this in his ears and go, this is 20 minutes and Todd Glass is long-winded, but I think you'd be a better person for listening to this. Maybe put this on the front of it. Because no shows... The question is, do I represent myself well? That's the question. Do I talk clean? And... But... The the, the, the show that any show, especially like Bill Bill Maher, constantly saying you can't say anything anymore. Why don't they reach out to me? You don't have anybody on staff that goes, Hey, find not a person that wrote an article because they always, you know, they always go, Oh, you write an article about comedy. Find out, isn't there any comedian out there that absolutely disagree with me? But, you know, also an okay person. And they'd go, they'd do a little research and probably a lot of people go, yeah, Todd Glass, I can't believe you're having Todd Glass on. How can you not have Todd Glass on? You have a team of people. Now, do I know how, do I know how, yes, there's a lot more things going on in this world. But this is my hypothetical that they could hear this and go, he is sort of right. Any show that says you can't say it, not Fox News. But I think with, with Trevor saying what he said, I would love to go on there. Not because I think he was wrong at feeding the slice of people that still criticized her and met her with vulgarity and crassness. But like I said, before that happened, he was just not even thinking the word He too far. You, I think that I, don't tell me I don't have something to say on this.
0: you opened my eyes and a light came through took me to a place that I never knew so long to my little bit of something blue
7: wow
4: I feel better I do
3: by the way I think I answered the question. If you ever hear me repeat something, I know I repeat stuff all the time. Sometimes, but if it, you know, I'm not even apologizing about it. But if it was like, wait, he just literally said this on the show that uh, Hayden was on, Hayden Johnson and Jeff Tate. Because I have a fantasy of someone sending it, like isolating it and sending it over. So I want that in there. Because you can't go, oh, and listen to, he said this here, and listen to, he said that there. It's like, he wants it all in a package. So I wish somebody would isolate that. And, and, the, the, and I do. I feel like if somebody handed it to someone who goes, look, he's long-winded, but I think he has something to offer. Absolutely, hands down, give it a listen. And then uh, in my fantasy that they go, you can tell he actually really likes you too. Like, if that's not the right person to have on and engage about this, then who is? Because I want to meet them. You think I say, who is sarcastically? Who is, no, who is? I want to meet them. Who are these people? It's like when I said to Steve Fine Arts once, I go, I know Eddie Pepitone has a lot of people that love him, but I mean, who loves him like me? He goes, I put... Know, hundreds of thousand dollars on credit cards to do a documentary on him. I go, oh my God, I forgot I forgot about it. Honestly, I forgot about it. It made me go, oh, I'm right. That's probably why one of the of many that I love, Steve Feinart. Because we, I mean, that's like really the truth. Like he loves him as much as me. So when I say that, you know, who is screaming at the top of their lungs like me? I know there's other people, but you know what? There's somebody that I should probably talk about it on the opening of the show, but Chad introduced me to You know what? We're going to call Chad. See, I love it. Call Chad. Hi, everybody. I have it hooked in. I hope this sounds good. I have it hooked in through the system. Oh, this is exciting to talk about. I just have to find out this person's name from Chad Maxwell. By the way, go look at his Instagram. He's got funny stuff. Constant, consistent. He's the one helping me out.
4: No.
7: Please leave your message. Uh, Come on, Chad.
3: Text Chad Maxwell.
7: What do you want to say?
3: Chad, I'm doing my podcast right now. Who's the guy that you introduced me to that really makes great social points? Done. This guy. I am in love with this guy. He, it it really is life-changing. It made, first thing when I heard Trevor saying that, I wanted to send it to him and go, you help me. Say why this is dangerous. Do you, am, I, am I on the right path? Or maybe I shouldn't even try to do it. After Chad introduced me to this guy, I said, I'm not going to try to explain anything anymore. Which, <laughs> how quickly I forget. But I thought if somebody is asking me, they're having trouble with uh, how people are identifying. I saw him talk about it and I went, this is only two weeks ago. I go, oh, if people ask me, I'm going to say, if you really want to know, watch that. that way, that's it. I don't have to go, this and that and, and they talk, I talk. Go watch that. Go watch that, and he's so clean, and he's usually very, very patient and kind, and he's very, very pinpoint accuracy, making his points brilliantly and cleanly, and by the way, there's people on the other side that do the same thing, and then history will tell who was was more dangerous. The people that do what he's doing and end up history writing them right, they help society. And there's other people, that, you know, like Ben Shapiro. He's very well spoken. I can find holes in a lot of things he says. And this guy that was introduced to me does. But what I mean is, yeah, he speaks very cleanly. The problem is selling the wrong thing. But right now, I get it. He's doing exactly what I'm doing. We're just from our heart. Forget about people that are just doing things to maybe you think make a buck. Like, oh, they just jumped on that side to make a buck. That exists too, but that's not what I'm talking about. I believe that Ben Shapiro believes what he says. I do. I might be wrong, but that's the group I'm talking about. Even if it's not him, do you know someone that I'm talking about? You're like, yeah. I think they think what they think. Well, here we go. Chad. Yo, what's up? You're on my podcast, so I should tell you that legally, but it's going to be quick. Okay. What is the guy? Are you nervous? Don't be nervous, Chad. You seem nervous.
4: Uh, a little bit. Oh, yeah.
3: has <laughs> sprung this on me, so. What is the guy's name that you introduced me to that makes good social points?
8: Uh,
1: Vosh. S H.
3: What's his first name?
1: Oh, that's his screen name. That's, like, what he's known as, but his real name is Ian Kaczynski.
3: Oh, okay, but... Okay, you're right, but what's he... Say what he what he's known... Say his name again That he's as he's known.
1: Vosh. It's V-A-U-S-H. Vosh.
3: Okay. I just really talked fondly of him. Anyway, but, yeah, uh, that's it. I'll let you go back to... Can, do you mind if I ask what you're doing? I need the content.
1: Oh, I'm at the 626 Night Market with a bunch of, like, Asian food and, like, street vendors right wow.
3: now. Wow. Hey, would you mind stopping by the podcast studio with some food for me? It would be so nice. (laughs) Please, I've been lonely uh, lately, Chad. I'm so I'm. I don't mean to put it on you, but I'm really lonely.
8: Yeah, you're you're kind of springing a a lot on me right now.
3: Uh, I appreciate it. I'm gonna probably kill myself. Listen, I gotta run. Oh wow, and that too. Okay. Yeah. All right. Thanks a lot. I appreciate you calling because I really wanted to know that. I really wanted to know that. Thank you.
1: Uh for sure. You yeah. have a good show, man.
3: All right. Bye. I really like Chad uh, Maxwell. He's good in my. He's helped. He's a good person. He has good beliefs. Like I said, in 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 the last three years, people are coming in here to work in the studio. I now know to check with them on like certain things, and I, you know, sometimes you don't have to check with them like what their beliefs are. I just you know right away by things they say, but. You know, you don't want to have someone here, and then six months later think they. Uh, not that those. You don't want to hear that opinion. You just don't need to have it on your show. You know, I don't want someone like someone if they're if I've searched through their social media and they had a lot of jokes in their act about you can't say anything anymore. They're not going to be happy here either, and I mean that genuinely. Like I, I want them to be happy seriously why because if they're happy they're going to be in a better mood the whole show is going to be better if they're not going to want to sit next to me hearing me rant about these things it's bad enough when you agree with me and you have to hear me rant about them but it's not as painful by far on a good day i make new points that are clean and i can see it in their faces in the studio when though it's like i'm they're proud of me like there you go so that's his name go this guy start fucking loving this guy. He's so clean and sometimes he gets short with people that call in. But, you know, it's almost deserved shortness. You know, they're the ones that complain that everyone's a butterfly. So, alright, I guess you don't mind if I turn it up a notch on you. And you could tell the guy liked him. That's why I always thought if I spoke more freely in the comedy community, I, look, I'm, it melts my heart But I think a lot of comedians, at least I feel the love when I walk into a room, almost anywhere I go. Even people that I know have to socially disagree with me. And I'm not saying everybody. Some people might even agree with me. But some people, you know, I walk into... I go into places where I know, like, there's people... Some people, they don't listen to podcasts. They might just know me from hanging out and being fun at comedy festivals. They might not have. But I'm sure there's some that have. Even when I walk in a room, I feel love from that person. And I. the same thing happens for me when I see people that I disagree with socially, but I, I, I really like them. It wears after a while, but it buys you a lot when you like them and they're wrong. It's just like, depends how long they keep fighting it and never learning from their past mistakes. But a lot of these people i have great affection for and that's what makes it so hard so when i go places i do feel loved and uh you know i don't want to not have that but also my point to say that was number one it's it's okay to say i guess you know if you feel it it's it's, it's appreciation that so I think it would bother comedians if I named them and said, why are you still calmly and nicely? and Almost like I did with Trevor. Now, look, some people say things I disagree with, and I don't like them. So I wouldn't say that. I just wouldn't bring it up at all. But sometimes I have a lot of respect for somebody, that I, and I try to just spend some time on it. Don't just plow past it. And I like Trevor, no, and blah, 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 blah. No, soak it in so people believe you. Give them, give them the perspective and, and I would do that if I was going to go after a lot of the comedians in the comedy community. I would take some time. And I think it might bother them more because they do respect me. And I don't do it because I'm scared. But everybody better hope I don't need the money one day. Because it wouldn't be going against anything I don't believe. I just have to get over the fear. And I would be, when I say if I just said everything about the way I feel about certain comedians... Um, and by the way, just so you know, there's a lot of comedians, that, like I said, I'm saying I socially disagree. With them. there's very few comedians that, other than some of their social beliefs, I'm never going to be mad at somebody because they have jokes about cupcakes that I don't like. It's always socially, that it, well, unless it's real bad. But anyway, um, <laughs> most comedians I really like. Like, I don't have to act nice around Like, when I'm around them, I'm having fun. So, but that wears after a while. So one day, if I ever needed the money, I mean, I have to just get over the fear of saying things and knowing you could walk into a room and that energy is going to... Some people will probably love you more. Other people, you know, you can't say, oh, you're just, that's in your head. No, it's there. It's there. I'm sure it's there, the more vocal you are. People like Howard Stern or even, you know, when I say even Andy Kindler, because he was saying things like about people in like, in this small circle. So he had to go to parties. And and I heard him saying sort of things about that. It wasn't fun. He didn't like it. But, you know, when you really feel certain ways, I try to talk around it about the issue without naming people. I try to stay far enough away. But one day, if I need the money, I'm telling you, you're not going to like it. You're not going to like it. It's like... It's like when <laughs> Ted Koppel was on... Uh, Sean Hannity, and he asked him, I, you could tell he respected Ted Koppel. You could just tell. It's like it really, he goes, do you really think I'm bad for the world? He goes, I do. And Ted Koppel went on and cleanly and distinctly uh, explained why he thinks he is bad for the world. He goes, wow. In other words, because everybody else, I may pretend I don't respect when they come after me. It's hard to say that that person that thinks everything i do is horrible and bad for the world even that i respect them still but i sometimes you've talked about it so publicly you can't get around it everyone knows you respect that couple and there be i heard a comedian about a week ago go you know that person's criticizing me i don't care they well, they're not even a, they're 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 not even a comic uh, someone that respects me someone respects me when they come after me i'll give it a good listen well I don't know. You better hope I don't need the money. Because that's what my next, that's what my, I would just go, and Todd, you're going to have to get over this fear. And by the way, it's not nitpicking always. The anger, 95% of the time, comes from, because they're social things that are hurt the planet, I think. this is it. 5%, it's just someone maybe that has a very manipulative delivery. You know what? That that doesn't get me as that gets me riled up amongst my friends, but it doesn't hurt the it doesn't hurt society. It doesn't hurt society. Probably hurts the business. You know, fake laughers, (laughs) laughing through all their jokes or some bullshit. You know, hurting their own people by doing stereotypical stuff like that. No, because that's social. That's social. But it could just be like someone that laughs at their own jokes. Like that type of thing. That's like three percent. It's always social. Just so you know, I would never use. Uh, and no matter how desperate I was to do anything that wasn't from my heart, this is from my heart. I'm just scared to say it, but it would, first of all, I'd never go after a new comedian, a brand new comedian if he had a joke that I really thought was worth dissecting, I would do it nicely and respectfully it's never going to be it's it's most of the time it's the opposite.' these people that have been doing it for a long time, but i wouldn't be i would you can still be you know nice and soft and approach people with respect, I would hope I would do it the same way I just did it with Trevor Noah you know, it's easier when you like the person off stage because at least you have some, you can start out the conversation if, if you ever have them in the room and go I want to take time to say, and spend ten minutes talking about I can, I can there's somebody that I can think of that socially I think they're a menace to society but I can get myself teared up, how long we've known each other Always been positive. You know, you always, every time you saw someone that was in a, a comedy at a, at, a, at a music festival and they were five rows back and you hear their voice in the back and you and the, the, always nice, always friendly, always positive. Going back 20 years sometimes, you, you really like this person. They make you, but then as you get older, you realize you judge people on how they treat you, but hopefully you include the way they affect others. Wouldn't it be embarrassing to say, no, I just judge people. So there's an affection there. When you see them and you're excited, it's not phony because it's there. It's just you put the other thing aside. So it doesn't feel gross because you do have affection for that person. And in hindsight, you could feel you look like you're full of shit. But I explained once to somebody that what I'm explaining to you people right now. it's 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 just It's just forgetting that other thing whether that's good or bad I don't know I I overwhelmingly re- divert to what I love about that person but eventually I know that I have to, cre- have to create some lines and it's tough and it's probably going to happen in my life because to a certain point you do the right thing but even when you you know when a when a when a when a parent when a, when a therapist might say, hey, if you're out as a kid, a the therapist might tell the kid, you have to, your parents are moving. Look, it's going to be baby steps. And a therapist might go, but they're moving. But they're moving. But at one point, baby steps doesn't mean you can just, okay, it's 40 years later and, you know, well, they don't want me to say it's my boyfriend at Christmas. You know, or whatever. A therapist is going to go, yeah, you need to, yeah, you need to move, you know. And that's how I feel. Maybe I need to eventually say, put some, say no. No, I have to at least say the way I feel or discuss it on my podcast because you're hurting people. You're hurting people. You're making people's lives difficult. Anyway. How's that? An hour and 19 minutes in. Baby, baby,
4: baby, 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 baby. Oh, baby baby, baby, baby,
3: baby. Who do you want to call? Who do you want to call? I know, isn't that funny? We're all thinking the same thing. I want to hear Todd Glass sing.
4: Never know how much I love you. The Todd Glass show is professional, so it's
3: time to come to commercial. For a while, I had my mic off. Oh, please not let it be long. I didn't realize that it's all in here. So if you don't hear me, shit, you know what I'll do? I'll take a picture. 120. I'll write it down. Oh, I feel so much better now. It made me nervous. But if you hear me talking about why I'm not nervous, we might have just taken out a chunk. That way Aristotle doesn't have to do it so it's seamless. We might have taken out a chunk where my mic was off for like 60 seconds, and that's what I'm talking about. Right about at one minute and twenty, an hour and twenty. <coughs> Take it out. Take it out. There we go.
4: Wooey! Wow. Oh,
6: shit. Oh, shit. Oh, oh shit. Oh, shit. Oh. Mm hmm.
4: How you doing? You're good? You're my honey bun, sugar plum, pumpy umby umpkin. You're my sweetie pie. You're my cuppy cake, gumdrop, snuggums, spookums. You're the apple of my eye. And I love you so.
7: Oh, the leaves are brown, and the
3: sky is gray. the Todd Glass show branding it like we've never branded it before.
6: For a On a day, oh, day.
3: Joe Mackenzie, baby! In Excuse me. If I was in LA. That's right. That's how you do it. I mean, you know, there's a professionalism, and no one's going to doubt that I have it. What do we do now? I have nothing on my notes. I have Daily Show, which I did. Thank Leo and Cameron, which I did, but I can't find their jingle. It's official now, by the way.
0: 10 year old Tom got season two. Do da, do da. 10 year old Tom got season two. Oh, do da day. Principal Todd Glass, top build in the cast. Ten-year-old Tom got season two, oh, two, dot, day.
3: And um, so I went to this thing to promote Ten-Year-Old Tom. It was in Austin. It was a part of uh, Rooster Teeth. I think I'm saying that right. Really, it was very. It was very fun. Uh, you know, I didn't know it was part of some other stuff. Stuff I don't know that world. You know a few things if you poke. Oh, you're like, oh, okay, I know that. Oh, someone showed me that. But overwhelmingly, I didn't. But I was learning about it. It was exciting to be around. And uh, we premiered like a version of 10-Year-Old, not a version, uh, you know, two episodes, 15-minute episodes, one one day, one the next. And it was fun did a little Q and A afterwards i learned a lot i mean everything those guys were saying i didn't know the answers to and everything. uh byron who plays his best friend and um steve um was really interesting i mean the stuff steve talked about was very just how he got into animation i was like just sitting there going wow this is and it makes sense and why he doesn't you know just everything was uh i'm sure it's available somewhere but i, I found a very uh It was very interesting. Somebody asked him, like, you know, it might seem like a cliche question, but in some, you know, in some manner they asked him, you know, was the character, how close it was to him. And, you know, I didn't say it because then I realized, so two days ago I was talking to a friend of mine and uh, I I said to them, I would never say this to Steve because then it's just awkward, you know. He seems very novice to go, oh, my God, it's weird to just hear your voice and then see you. It's like, okay, what's he supposed to say? (laughs) ha You just feel it. It's normal to feel, but you don't say it to him. So I didn't bring it up in the uh, in the Q&A when they asked that. But uh, it, I did feel that way. I did walking around with him during the day. I'm like, oh, my God, he's exactly that character. And it was really fun to be around, especially if you're high and you're like, just hear the voice. I've never met him. This was the first time I met him. I talked to him on the phone a lot while well, we do the show, but... He was telling stories about how like you know it's just a different time like you know Jennifer Coolidge would be somewhere you know overseas uh, on a hotel with over, with a blanket over her head like that's how she created a, uh, a sound stage some other people would go into their walk-in closets with all their clothes and like talking about you know dealing with John Malkovich and he said at first he was a little shy to to direct him you know when you really want to you know oh someone does it three four takes and then you think okay the, they see but he goes he was overly saying we'll do whatever it takes like and, y- and he goes after a while you believe them so you take advantage of it in a good way and he's not as he said not not scared to do it anymore but he goes he would always be amazing with like no what do you just make it let's do it such a good uh, good attitude to have that's the way i am but i'm not john malkovich but uh so now we know that uh By the way, Jennifer Coolidge, to watch Jennifer Jennifer Coolidge impersonations is so much fucking fun. It's so, it's like watching someone doing, you know, it's almost like you start the impersonations done well. It's like, it gives you you, what you love about Jennifer Coolidge plus 30%, you know. (laughs) Oh, God. They're really funny. I just started seeing them. I never really saw anybody do it. And uh, on TikTok, I've seen a few people do it. It's really... um,
4: It's really fun to watch.
3: Okay? I mean, this is a good episode right here. What's this?
4: What do do I want to do here? Hold on.
3: What do I want to do? What do I want to do? Anything I want to do, I do it.
8: Leo and Cameron. Computer King. You spell it with a K. Leo and Cameron. Computer King. Spell
4: it with a K Leo and Cameron pa, Of pa, Computer pa, King pa, pa. They made Toddglass.com look great Leo and Cameron How do you like that? You son of a bitch
3: but Seriously, I want to talk And look, I know I've gone on and on and on about this But I think you know, I think it's worth bringing up at least. And we were talking about, you know, when you go over to somebody's house, and then the their lights. You're like, what are you doing? Like, why do you have? Just throw a towel. Over. I mean, what is it? What are we doing? Is it a work light? So I go like, oh, in there and I thought, why? Everybody's hanging out in the kitchen. Why don't you? Shut
6: up! Well, you know, I don't understand.
4: Okay. Blah 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 blah. blah. Oh, gonna da, da, da.
2: People don't know this about Jesus. Jesus wasn't just, you know, son of God. And that's all people know him for. But that's true. Jesus, Jesus was a fucking world-class, world-class athlete.
3: athlete. No one talks about that.
2: Like if there was an Olympics, Olympics. around when Jesus was around. He'd win every once. He would have definitely medaled in every event. Yeah. Probably won most of them exactly. And I'm talking every event Every one, I've said this This guy had fucking thighs like tree trunks
3: What did I say, like tree trunks? He was trunks. at
2: least 7, foot, seven five. foot 5
3: shut the fuck up He was
2: easily the strongest, strongest man Strongest guy To ever live up until that point Maybe some people Stone Cold Steve Austin yeah, maybe Rock, that A couple people Nowadays Nowadays May have been stronger But not. I mean, I would put Jesus Up against any of those fuckers
3: Wow. You know what I want to know, Al? What's in the background? Is that on our end? Because I remember when you sent it to me, I thought it was clean. Were, were they? Were you in the room where they were uh, uh, taking the water out of the carpeting? You know, after the flood, was that? Is that what I hear in the background? Were the fans in there? That's what in my head. What I'm thinking, like the, the air conditioning fan you hear on in here, or you sent it to me clean and somehow. In translation, we have managed to put the background noise. I don't care. By the way, I play it. I played it last week. It makes me laugh. I never interacted like it uh, before. That's uh, fun to do. I think that's going to be fun when we have like three three people in here. And now we, and this guy, we all agree with. Like this guy makes sense. You know what I'm talking about? You know what I'm talking about? You know what I'm talking about?
8: Young on the tide glass show, Alex Young on the Tide class show, Alex Young on the Tide glass show, Alex Young on the Tide glass show, Alex Young on the Talk Blass show, Alex Young on the Tide glass show, Alex Young on the Tide glass show, Alex Young on the top Alex show, Alex Young on the Toglass show, Alex Young on the Toglas show, Alex Young on the Tide class show, Alex Young on the Tide class show Alex Young on the side show. Alex Young on the side show. Alex Young on the Show.
4: Alex Young on the Todd Bless Show, Alex Young on the
3: Todd
4: Glass show. <laughs>
6: Oh ho ho! Oh ho 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 ho! Oh! 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 Woo-wee, baby! Woo!
3: It's the Todd Flash show, everybody! Voted number one by the Podcasters Association of America.
4: Does it sound like a professional show? That's because it is. Let it breathe, baby. Give
3: me some keys over there. The Todd Glass show, ladies and gentlemen, today Todd sits in all by himself with the Todd Glass Band. Come on, give me some. Ba-ba-da-da. Come on, play the horns. Fill the room with the horns. That's right, you hear it live in the studio, the Todd Glass Band. Ba-ba-da, ba-ba-da-da, ba-ba-da-da. There you go. It's feathering it back into this room. It's quite the job. It's quite the. I, I don't want to stop today's show because I look at the clock and I go, just. Today I go, hold on. Just talk till you don't want to talk anymore.
4: That's the way I look at it.
3: And hopefully I have something to say. Because, uh, you know, what are you going to do?
0: Also, it's time to go to That's
3: right. This show. The Todd
0: Glass show is professional, so it's time to come to commercial.
3: The Todd Glass show is commercial-free, starting after this commercial and in between till the next one. A lot of people can't say that. How you doing? Are you good? Let's, are we hanging out or what? I mean, I don't know. It seems like you seem cool. You like this song? You want to listen to it? Let's listen to it, together Wow, look at us hanging out Shut up, when you hang out with a close friend Sometimes you shut up, right? Sometimes, sometimes you talk the whole night away Today I lost
8: my shit in a museum It was a video installation of Linder on staff And I really miss my friends, but I don't see them sees this video of Linda Ronstadt Today the salt and sun ran down my face After a year of hiding all my feelings Then I totally lost my shit in that museum All from a video installation of Linda Ronstadt
3: Hey Vinny, I heard you're acting like a ding-dong
8: it through a year of choking down my fears, but they're gone for now. All thanks to Linda Ron Staff. I almost made it through a year of choking down my fears, but they're gone for now. All thanks to Linda Ron Stat.
3: You know, I, I was thinking about that absurdity of what just happened there. Like I knew if I interrupt that song, we've talked about this on the show before Vinny listens to the show. That doesn't mean he thinks... There's shows where we don't mention his name for three shows in a row. He's been listening before. The thing where I'm addressing him is for my own joy. He listened... When when I used to go, you know, you don't have to listen to every show. like That would be embarrassing. And he knew he didn't have to. But I liked that he did. It was always cool. Um, And uh, so then addressing him became a thing. But he listened before that. And uh, so I just thought about addressing him, you know, where I go... uh, I heard your iPhone, you dig down. i mean, the middle of the song, and it's like, it grabs you. I can imagine. That's why it's fun to do it. And I thought, God, you know, heaven, nature, whatever, nature forbid, I would get a call, let's get right to it. I go, well, they knew he was listening to, a, maybe not even my show. Maybe they're like a podcast, you know, and he just was found. He choked on a cookie. That I would go, oh, my God, he choked on... When did he die? And then my podcast drops on Friday. Oh, my God. When I said you're acting like a ding-dong, he must have been eating a cookie. This is professional, funny material, folks. Okay, I know. I I don't mean to yell at you, but there should be a huge audience right now laughing really hard because I got some great material here. I'm swinging at you. (laughs) All right, cool. Let's, let's see what's on the board. You want to play? I like to play that game. It's something that I... Sometimes I try to shy away from the board. Other times I go, let's... The audience doesn't know what's on the board. There's stuff they might have heard, but uh, there's stuff we haven't used in a while. But it's fun to hear, like, what's over here at their discretion? Oh, and by the way, yes, I still want somebody, preferably a newer comedian, to be on the board every week. It's just... It's just I like it. They all have their own little way of doing it. Everybody's done a great job on the board because the running thing is they all took the time to organize the board where it was easy for them to, to run. The standards are over here. This is over there. And they all had their own way of doing it. Everybody from Chris Burden took, to keep going on. But they all did it. They really get, gave a lot of time to going, yeah, you know, I took the board home with me over the weekend. I sort of, And it just got better and better. And they were good from day one, every one of them. So I need someone to do that and it's uh, sometimes I won't you know it's to have a little maybe edit things before the show I'm still looking for someone but uh, you have to live here what's this okay that's thunder we need better thunder I don't like that I don't like that
6: okay (coughs) these things
3: it's a guy falling out a window (gasps) That's what happens when you when you get pretzels, or anything that you know they fall from the machine. You know the the vending machines where it twirls around. This is your pretzels or whatever you get. This is the way they feel. And then you eat them. What's this? Yeah, this one used to. I love this. This is one of my favorites. No, I can't. You know, what? I just got up to do it, but I realized some. I didn't want to play both parts. I don't have that much energy. These are some good ones. Street ambience, crowd noise, rain ambience, airplane noise, airport noise. Night ambient. Supermarket ambient. Shoppers. See, that way I could just do a a supermarket bit. Just a teeny bit in the background. Believability. Shoppers. Listen. Hi, everybody. I'm glad you're here at the Sam's supermarket. But we are now closing in 15 minutes. So, come on, don't be assholes. Yeah, that. Ah! Nice. Now Cam Kavinsky has to use this on the road. So that means I'm gonna have to write it down. Write it I'm gonna write it down. Because I don't wanna forget it. He's gotta. You know, it's just on the road out of nowhere especially if i had somebody doing the podcast every week they learn little things you want to you have like a little board and it's like these drops you just want to do because those you know that's that one to me you say it right after something poignant or funny we're not funny. Maybe there's just a weird space. You go, you know, you're... It's, it's perfect for everything if you just wait for the right moment in whatever that thing is to, uh, you know.
6: <laughs> By the
3: way, I took a little piece of mushroom chocolate and I smoked. I took a very teeny little piece um, and then I smoked... And I have a tequila over here on ice. So, and then I'm on my way to see uh, the counselor. I'm at the supermarket. I'm at the crowd. Oh, you know what I want to do? Hold on, I want to fix this one. I always hate it because it's so loud. Watch this now, I won't mind it. I'll say something on the podcast. I always dislike it, and I always forget to tell the guys to lower... But, you know, you're doing something that they want to put applaud in. That I get. Now listen to it. The other way, hold on, let me show it to you. The other way, which I I just, it was too much. It was like, okay, I'd say something. No, 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 no. no. Don't even think about it. Now I'll like it. Oh, yeah, just want to let everyone know I'm buying everybody pizza after the show. Thank you. Thank you, thank you very much. What's this? (laughs) Bada-ching. He has pada-ching written on it. Here's how he has what this is. It's probably cam. P-A-D-U-M. P-A-D-U-M. C-H-I-N-G. Sorry, this was a... Sorry, this Sorry. Sorry, sorry. No, I don't like that shit, sorry. Okay, so we got this, that. <laughs> What's this? Doop, shoo, doop, the Todd Show, everybody, doobie-doo, celebrating doobie-doo. Christmas early.
7: Doobie-doo. Snow is falling, time for celebration. Give me something I can celebrate, too. Oh,
4: it's a fun night
3: here. What a
7: crazy year, we almost made it. For shaking off the heart on blue so give me silver
6: bells and brand new I want to rock around the Christmas tree so Give me all give me that King Cole Break me off the a little Christmas song I've
4: been waiting since October Thanksgiving is over Give give with the song I know Baby's getting, getting ready Everybody's getting ready Everybody ready, Everybody's ready everybody, snow everybody, everybody. Santa's, knocking. Santa's
3: knocking, Santa's knocking. This one always scares me every time when they do it on the show. Seriously, because I always think it sounds like a real knock, and I'm like, "Who's knocking?" No one ever really knocked it on the door. Just do it. Just do it. Knocked, but not knocked it. Thank God I corrected myself. Otherwise, you people would be like, he said in.' Even Vinny couldn't get over it. He'd be like, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. What's this? Oh, it's the Todd Glass Show. Celebrating Christmas early. Ladies and gentlemen, let, this is pre-recorded by Alec Young, who has a new release out himself. Alex Young, we recorded this back in June. little, he went a little long. I told him to keep it shorter, but he grandstands, and that's his, well, even he admitted to me that's his problem. What's this? The new show, by the way, 10-year-old t- 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 Tom got picked up for season two, so that's what this is about.
2: Oh Paramount, Paramount, Paramount oh, no. Movies, this is. Movies, sports, and lots, and lots of kids stuff. Oh, oh, I think this
3: should be louder, actually. Hold on, let me see. I hope it's not all the way up. It is. So i got to come in here with the house. There we go. Do the same joke all over again. Well, as we all know, season 10 uh, year old time got picked up for season two. That's what this is about.
2: Paramount, Paramount, Paramount Plus. Movies, live sports, and lots of kids' stuff. Original series and specials to see. For 30 days, try it for free. Yay! Paramount, Paramount, Paramount. H- Plus. Oh.
3: HBO Max, actually. But. Thank you for that. It's HBO Max.
2: Paramount, Paramount, Paramount hmm. Plus. Movies, life sports, and lots of kids stuff. Original series and specials to see.
3: How can you go from being loud to then soft? I said, you just have to do it. Shh.
4: Shh. Shh. Okay. Shh. <coughs>
0: We're grateful for Aristotle, we're grateful for Aristotle, we're grateful for Aristotle on the Top Last Show. He reads us a poem, we're lucky to know him. We're grateful to Aristotle and his use of reverb. We're grateful for Aristotle, we're grateful for Aristotle, we're grateful for Aristotle Aristotle. on the Top
6: Last Show.
3: Thank you, Aristotle. I'm doing some good stuff here. I really am. (laughs) I I do my own jingles and then act like it's a surprise. What am I, an idiot? Okay, so let's go. We went through that board. I think. What's this? There's a lot of this shit. This is, I love that Aristotle.
6: What's this? What
3: if you like, God, this is what we don't like about the show. Remember, we talked about it up front? I could be brown. I could be blue. I could be violet skies. I could be hinky. I could be binky. I could be anything you like. I could be blue. I could be blue. I could be violet I can be hurtful. I can be hurtful. I can be anything you like. I could be brown. I could be blue. I'm just going through all these different ones I like that why doesn't he use that on the road Cam's an asshole (laughs) yes we have to hippin' up our show the Todd Glass Show is presented by o- no, it's
0: OCB not. Rolling Papers. More like OC Wee Rolling Papers.
4: Oh, no,
3: that's a... Oh, 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 oh,
0: French Kiss Mother Nature with OCB.
3: Oh, throw him love. There's really nothing, by the way, that anything happened bad. Like, it's the same thing between Rory. They just ran their ad for a certain amount of time, and then that ended. I thought it went on longer. I was like, oh, I thought we did that for that amount of time. That's all that was. So, I'll, you know, I'm happy to.
0: French Kiss Mother Nature with OCB.
3: All Good Love. Um,
4: what's this?
8: Yes, it's the Tideglass Show. So
6: let's kiss on the lips.
4: Mm.
3: By the way, I'm watching the people that uh, rent from above me. I'm
4: watching their cat. He's so cute.
3: I mush him. I'm in there. If they have a hidden camera, they're just going to know how loving I am to that cat. I mush, squeeze him. I mush him. I can And by the way, after three days of them being gone, he's a lot friendlier. You know what I mean? Which happens has happened in the past. And uh, oh, I love it. So cute. I go no, you don't. You're done making the rules. I told him two days ago. <laughs> so I go well, you know. I remember being very aggressive with Hemingway, and, and they're like aggressively affectionate with their cat. So I, st- I go maybe that's what I need to do. I go no, if I want to bite you, I'm going to bite you. And I just started biting his neck, and he like he'd leaned into the biting. I go oh, you don't decide. I told him I want to watch TV. You're going to lay on my lap. This is the way we're going to do it. It's not. It's not. Stop it. Stop it and then he does and he lays there and then he lays there to where and then I don't want to get up but I had to start just being a little more uh, silly aggressive with him he's like a dog but it's great we'll be right back
8: time ooh, ooh, ooh. to be right back
3: yeah
7: yeah yeah
3: time I'll be right back. We're gonna be going for the clothes.
7: Girl,
3: girl, girl, time be right
7: back.
3: Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Oh, listen to what Lynn's yes, saying. Right I ain't going anywhere. Yes, I'm already right back.
7: back. Oh, will be will right be right back.
3: I'm already back, everybody. Don't get nervous. Wow, it's fun. My show's fun. You got to admit it, right? Even when I come back, look how much fun I make it. Like it's an event. That's right, everybody. I'm back. I'm sure, I was gone, but now I'm back. Ah, uh, thank you. How about a hand for the John Lupter band. I'll be right back. Wow! How about a hand for the backup singers, Shmooby and Booby, Loomby and Dooby? It is exciting. I got to admit it. Take it home. All right. What's this? Sometimes I just want to know what something is. Oh, baby, lock them doors.
4: Isn't that? I don't know what I was going to do with that. Baby, lock them doors. 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 Baby lock them, baby lock them doors. Baby, 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 lock them doors. Lock them doors. Lock, them, lock them, lock them doors. This is
3: content, people, and it is sufficient. And you could take me to court. I'm seriously, I will take you to court. I'm not joking around anymore.
1: Baby, lock them doors and turn them. Baby, lock them doors and turn them. Baby, lock them doors.
8: Lock them
1: doors and turn
4: them Baby lock them doors and turn them baby. Mm-hmm. baby lock them doors and turn the lights down low. <laughs> Baby lock them doors Baby lock them doors Baby Baby <exhale> deeper, baby. baby lock Baby lock them doors Baby lock them doors Baby lock them doors <laughs> <limiting> <Hobbies> <début> and turn baby lock them doors.
8: Baby
4: lock them doors and
6: turn them
4: Baby, lock them doors and turn them. Baby, lock them doors and turn them. Baby, lock them doors and doors and turn them. Hello. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be
3: here to sing for you people. (laughs) Who needs guests? I'm doing great. This was a fun show. I just, you know what? I'm going to make one call just because I want to prove I can. Call Eric Olson. My phone is now on a tripod. It's hooked in through the, through the system. So I just want to make, it's worth it. Because if it's not good, at least it's just a test. But I wanted to make calls that, when I called Joe McKenzie that one time, um, I felt so bad because we had so much fun over the phone. We really did. He just, you know, he, he knows every bit. There's not a bit he doesn't know. There's only bits we forget and he remembers. And then, Eric. I do not need to talk long to you. I'm just doing a test on the podcast to see, you know, how how it, how it is, if it sounds right. Can you hear me okay? Yes, can you hear me okay? Uh, that's what I, good. Keep
6: talking.
4: Oh, well. Hold on. Where should I start? Uh. Okay, go ahead. Can you hear
3: me?
1: Yeah, I left my wife.
3: No, why do you?
1: I'm at a hotel.
3: No, you're not honest no. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Eric, now's not a
1: good time now, <laughs>
3: no seriously I'm not even joking I think you know you might know already do you know you're on the podcast or did I already say something
1: no uh, you, you just never know with you what are you talking about? It's not like I trick you a lot. <laughs> but, no, it's every other time I call him on the uh, podcast.
3: Yeah, no, no, no. The, the truth is truth. And I say to George Carlin, truth, that's not true at all. Um, but, so, but tonight I thought, well, I did the whole show all by myself. No one in the studio. This is only the second time I've done that ever. Now, when there were times, like I told the audience, when Vinny would be in here, he wouldn't say anything, but I had his energy. That's, that's still a lot.
1: You now, know how I knew? Because you were over-enunciating.
3: That is not true at all. I do You have, have
1: your podcast voice.
3: I do not. Have, what are you talking about? <laughs> you're out of your mind. I talk the way I always talk. Anyway. Yeah,
1: this is not our normal conversation voice. Oh, yes, it
3: is. I don't know what you're talking about there, Eric. I'm using the voice I always use.
1: <laughs> I don't know what slipped. You slipped a little into Kevin meeting there.
3: Walking yes, around.
1: Your father doesn't talk like this.
3: So and I- I- <laughs> Why do you walk around talking like this? One week on the podcast I did that to Vinny on the podcast I Kevin meaning him I Kevin meaning him <laughs> and I go walking around Denver with your head bobbing all over and I did it for like 5 minutes <laughs> Oh he loved it He said well he did he told me I mean he'll tell me he goes, I was because I know what's going to happen I'm not it's not like I'm going oh you think he's going to I know only one thing for a fact he listens to the show walking home from work and going to work which is like an hour walk Hour and 10 minutes. I mean, this guy's the type, but he packs a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. He's a very simple man. and Is that because of a
1: DUI? He can't.
3: (laughs) No, no DUI. No DUI for Vinny. Um, He wouldn't even have root beer barrels and drink, and that's based (laughs) on a true story. Um, He told me that. He told me that in strict confidence. I told him I'd never (laughs) share it with anybody. So I want to start doing these shows, but I want to be able to call people. So I did get something. I'm going to write down the mile marker here to go listen. 156 made a call to Eric. <laughs> no, no, no. What I mean is, to make, let's say it's buzzing right now, and I don't know. Because right. ne- it sounds right. great in here. Does it sound good to you? Because you're coming through the house right
1: now. Uh, yes, it sounds perfectly fine on my end. Wow. What that's... is the device you bought?
3: You know, I just went online. I didn't want to use adapters, so it's weird. It starts as a microphone cord, goes right into the board, looks like a microphone cord, and then it goes uh, into the iPad. Just oh, one clean sense. cable. And I, it sounds good. I just, and, I, and I'm getting ready to wrap up. I'm like, well, let me call Eric. I can talk to him real quick. What did, you, what did you say about Abraham Lincoln? Tell the audience they needed to hear it every time. People say, it was a different time, and you
1: say to those people, Eric, what do you say? Oh, yeah, it was your uh, grandma as old as Abraham Lincoln.
3: Huh? What do you think of that, everybody? Shut the fuck up. Say it again. <laughs> Say it again.
1: Uh, I don't think we set it up properly. No, though, I no, didn't. What I'm talking about.
3: I've talked about it on the show a lot. Like they know that back then in the day, people go, "Oh, it's a different time." You know, like, you know, oh, your yeah. grandma.
1: Really, is your grandma older than Abraham Lincoln?
3: Can you hear how good that sounds, or does it get blurred <laughs> in the microphone?
1: I know. It sounds great.
3: So what did you say again? So wait, you know what, Eric? I'm sorry, but my grandmother's 92. It was a different time for her.
1: Yeah. Oh, 92. Is that older than Abraham Lincoln?
3: You know what, Eric? I know. (laughs) Eric, I know you were at my house, and I know it bothered you because I saw it in your face. But my grandmother, what? you know she just turned 106, okay? So there's certain right. things I can't explain to her.
1: Of course, I get it.
3: No, you say, is she older than Abraham Lincoln? Yeah,
1: no, I get it. It's hard. She's 106. Let me ask you this, though. What? Um, 106. Is that, is that older than Abraham Lincoln?
3: <laughs> no. But listen, my grandmother is 138. <laughs> I'm not kidding around so she was so she was even the whole non-binary thing she met it with dignity Mm -hmm. but this year she it's weird she held on to it for so long her 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 sensibility and her understanding she understood everything (laughs) uh and as she got older she never let go of it and i think with this transitioning it's i tried to explain it to her but she gets frustrated and i'm gonna i'm gonna let this one go it's it's just a different time for her
6: oh
1: yeah a different time Uh
6: Before Abraham Lincoln,
3: the Todd Glass Show is presented. All right, thank you, Eric. God bless. Do you want to say goodbye, or can you? Can I ask you one more question before I let you go? Do you mind?
1: Oh, I got time for one more.
3: All right, thank you. Harry. Hey, I just thought we'd have do the bit real quick when the person that well, wants it's to drink. a little
1: unconventional, but sure, go
3: ahead. <laughs> the, you're the person that wants to really drink, so you'll take any sign of someone not even insinuating they don't want to drink the way you want to drink, but you try to attach them to what you're thinking in your head. So I go, okay, so I'll, I'll lead you. You go... Hey Eric, so I was thinking maybe after work you want to go out, maybe we'll get like a beer and some french fries or something. Oh
1: yeah, let's get hammered. Woo!
3: <laughs> <laughs> what was that?
1: Yeah, you said let's go after work. We're gonna go out and get smashed. Oh
3: my god, that's so good. Now I heard like a like a weird thing in the PA system here, so I didn't know what it was. Oh you you were Oh perfect. no, it was me.
1: I went
3: woo! Oh, I didn't know what that was. Okay, here we go. Yeah,
1: no, Todd, I've got sound effects on my end too. <laughs> so i'm all
3: hooked up uh, i'm all hooked up you blew the speakers out and i'm going to charge you and i'm not kidding around you're going to get your your district attorney or whatever you do up there i don't that's how little i know what you do (laughs) whatever you do the district attorney okay i get i'm pretty close close enough okay so here we go again you
1: sound like rocky no the other day he said that you're under arrest and i said what did i do and he goes You ran out of politics. (laughs) (laughs)
3: Uh, Well, you know, we're waiting for another episode of of, uh, Eric and Rocky, and I'm serious. I'm a little
1: bit... We're we're uh, having a salary dispute.
3: Let me tell you something. If you don't send us something in a week... It says a lot about you and what you think of the podcast audience. That you can just, you know, if, you know, if they're out of sight, out of mind to you, then maybe it's a different relationship I have with them. But to me, if you say, no, we're going to do another one, a month and a half or two months later, not the next week, you're busy. I get it. The other things, if you have the time, yes, technically. But like, the day goes quick. Every day just goes quick. But after a while, I mean...
0: <laughs> All our papers are vegan, GMO-free, chlorine-free, and dye-free. Fuck Rory Scovel. Whoa.
3: I'm doing Whoa, good by myself. That's a little
1: inappropriate.
3: So I want to say, Eric, it's been a pleasure. Yes. And you are just pleasure. a d- delight to talk to.
1: God bless the troops.
3: God bless the impro- improv troops. The not improv not... troops, but, yeah. Yes. They, well,
1: they need it the most.
3: Is that bad that I stole your joke?
1: No, you can have
3: it. I can God bless the troops, ladies. Hear me on stage. God bless the troops, the improv troops. <laughs> God bless the improv troops. God bless the improv troops. Ladies and gentlemen, I sure hope you had a good time tonight. God bless the improv troops. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. God bless the improv troops, everybody. God, God bless, bless the them. improv troops. Out there
1: working hard
3: for the Out there working hard. No bullshit. God bless them. Sometimes for no money at all. Seriously, no bullshit.
1: <laughs> you think it's easy going out there night after night without a script?
3: No. No, sir. But they do it. When I run out with my whole binder, those improv troops... <laughs>
1: They are in the trenches of comedy. Don't forget that, folks.
3: Thank you. Thank you. By the way, that is going in the act. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's the perfect music to go. How about a hand for the improv troops? And the more that that music plays, you go, no. They're out there. Not me with my
1: binder. Right. Show a little respect.
3: Love. Lift. Okay, well, our.
1: Uh thank you. Okay, but I get the podcast when
3: you die, correct? Sure, it's all yours and I said it here. I, I said a few said things on this podcast. Number 1 has to do with this uh house and wh- I don't have a written will, so I'd really I don't know what would happen if I died tomorrow. Uh
1: Well, you don't need wills anymore now that we have podcasts. You just th- say it. No, no you just
3: say record. it and you say it. I first of all I'm of clear-minded uh uh, I am clear-minded. You can listen to the podcast that I just did, and any expert could go, hey, he, he could be whoever he is, but he's, yes, he is clear-minded. It's a, uh, undis- undeniably, he's clear-minded. And then he says in that podcast, this podcast is left to Eric Olson. You might go, well, what does that mean? What does that mean? <laughs> if they're coming to it now, if I'm dead and they're coming to it, it I, unfortunately, it doesn't mean you can have the studio, but you get Everything in the studio, the sofas, the chairs, the the, the blue, the TV, the speakers, the lights, everything. So if you want to go recreate this, and by the way, if I'm dead, I think you have something valuable in your hands. The podcast studio and then homage to Todd Glass. Maybe you tell stories. Everybody that comes on talks about Todd Glass in the actual studio, recreated somewhere else. I think that leaves you with something valuable. And I think I just made it actually sellable past the bit we were doing.
1: No, I'll totally do it like uh, Kramer had the Merv Griffith set. I'll have the Todd Glass studio. We'll do a podcast. It'll be great.
3: Listen, I'm too busy.
1: But uh, now that you mentioned it, uh, you said I can have it on the podcast, but When the judge says, Was he of a sound mind? (laughs) and they hear the bells and whistles, this might not hold up.
3: Oh my God, you're right. (laughs) They go, Oh, really? Was he in a sound mind? This was the backtrack. (laughs) Hello, audience. I'm glad to see you at my show. Hello, Todd Glass. We're glad we're seeing you. We're glad you're at your show. All right. Bye, Eric. Thank you. Bye. Take care of yourself. And remember, take care of each other. And don't text and drive. It's no better than drinking and driving. You text and drive, you drink and drive. That's Eric Olson. Bye. Mm Mm-hmm. That's right, everybody. I mean, these are... Listen, we're in scary times. I'm Eddie Pepitone. I get everyone worked up. I tell them, don't get people worked up, Eddie. But, uh, you know. Thank you, everybody. This was fun. I really, it really is still, once I get in here, you know, and first I was, I was thinking, you know, was that, well, I get in the mood. Like, last time, I surprisingly got in the mood to be in here all by myself. I like calling Eric, and if that sounds good, when we re-listen to it I won't I can't I couldn't go call someone for half an hour tonight because I was afraid what if the the call you know it didn't sound good but if I re-listen to the show I go oh it sounded great I'll either fix it or then I'll know now you can make calls but it was fun what are you gonna do right
4: wow what a night and more I planned each charted course, each careful step along the byway. More, much more than this, I did it my way. Yes, there were times.
3: than I could chew, but through it all,
4: when there was doubt,
3: I ate it up
6: and spit it out. I faced it all, and I stood tall, and did it my way, I have loved.
3: There was a period there where I didn't know the words. I want to be honest. I was faking it. And now I'm back in front of the monitor. Not in
4: a shy way. No, not me, I did it my way,
3: oh,
6: what is a man, what has he got,
8: if not himself,
6: then he has not, to say the word. The record shows I took the blows and did my best. The record shows I took the blows, ladies. I'll let you lead. <laughs>
3: That's a spicy meatball,
7: Harris Whittles. It's you I like. It's not the things you wear. Not the way you do your hair. But it's you I like. The way you are right now. The way down deep inside you. Not the things that hide you. Not your toys. It's you, it's you I like It's you, I